Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's Clean, O-R-I-G-I-N.com, code RADIO10. What's going on here? The weekend. The weekend. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. For most people, Friday is just a day before the weekend. I can't wait to the end of the week when I rap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat. It is Friday. Right? Better party on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Party on Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. What's today? Friday. Friday. Sherry Studios on this Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. It is Veterans Day, and on behalf of everyone with the Bob and Sherry Show, all of our team members, we just want to say thank you to our veterans and families for your service and sacrifice. Our show uh, has been carried on Armed Forces Radio for a very, very long time, most of our career, and we're so aware of the magnitude of sacrifice that families make. And it's just impossible to, like, have the words to thank our veterans. Um, We are kicking off a brand new contest today. It's Vacations for Vets. You can go on our website right now and nominate a veteran to win a trip for a family of four to Amelia Island, Florida. We're going to put you up at the Residence Inn by Marriott. We're going to fly you there, get your rental car, send you deep sea fishing and on a really fabulous luxury picnic and just all sorts of cool stuff. And you can nominate that veteran, including your own bad self right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And Bob, Max did a little roundup of businesses that are saluting veterans today. So let's share mm-hmm. some of that. Um, if you live near a 7-Eleven, vets get a free quarter pound, big bite, 100% all beef hot dog today. Um, I love how they add the all beef part just to reassure you <laughs> yeah, what's going yeah, on your that, yeah. that it's the very best um, in consumption. At Chili's, um, veterans and active duty service members get a free meal from a special menu um, in restaurant only. IHOP, vets and active duty military can get free red, white, and blueberry pancakes. Um, nice. Outback Steakhouse is offering a discount for service members as well as nurses and doctors and police officers and firefighters, all the first responders. Um, Starbucks is offering a free tall hot coffee for vets and military military service members and spouses today. And White Castle, if you live near one of those, you can get a free combo meal or a breakfast combo meal at all your participating White Castles today. So and those if are you're just off, a few. If you're of the over parts. at uh, Outback and you order the Bloomin' Onion, make sure there is an uh, ETM uh, somewhere on the building because <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world for you. It's right? it's delicious, but. It's something. You know, I I, uh, I don't reflect on it enough. <laughs> I don't reflect enough on the fact that we are on Armed Forces Network. And I know a lot of listeners uh, who are not in the service right now are going, what is that? We just agreed to give our show for free to what is the Armed Forces Network. So if you are or someone you know is on a, a base an American base anywhere in the world, Asia, it could be anywhere, um, we are carried there. 
And so it obviously it's not it's not a radio signal that covers the uh, an entire city, but it covers where Americans are working and living in in the service. And I was really just delighted when my sister, oh, I think spent about two years in South Korea. Her husband was a lawyer for, I believe, the Navy back then. And uh, he agreed to uh, to do the job in uh, South Korea in Seoul. And she texted me one day and she said, we were having dinner the other day listening to you. And I went, wow. I mean, that is really, really cool. That that so, base, they were living on the base, I guess, at that time. Here's something cool that I've never told you. Um, so when I was in college, I had a summer job on an army base in Munich. They have hotels on those bases for officers and um, right. families and visiting dignitaries. Visitors, and yeah. you can get you can get hired for jobs. And so I got hired as part of the housekeeping staff, cleaning hotel rooms on this army base. And they had armed forces radio, obviously, on the base. And that is, we listened to that for 10 hours a day while we were working. And mm-hmm. it was it was great because it was, it was like radio from home. It sounded like right. the radio from Philly where, you know, I was going to college. And I right. remember the names of some of the personalities and um, some of the hits that were played constantly. I never dreamed while I was vacuuming hotel rooms in Munich, listening to Armed Forces Radio, that I would grow up to be on Armed Forces Radio. Yeah. How about that? Boy, that's one of those things you don't reflect on. But isn't that something? It never occurred to me. In a million years, if you would have tapped me on the shoulder and said, what are you listening to? Oh, I'm listening to Joe Radio. It's it's Armed Forces Radio. Well, do you know that you're going to grow up to be on it? I'd be like, I'm not going to work in radio. Are you kidding? That's crazy. <laughs> and here we are. So shouting out all of our vets, all of our military families, active duty and retired. Thank you for your service. Go nominate a vet right now to win an incredible dreamy vacation on Amelia Island in Florida. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. This is not the first time I've said, can y'all please leave Jennifer Aniston alone about babies? But I'm hoping it's the last time I'm going to have to say it. She's on the cover of Allure Magazine's uh, current issue, the December issue. And she talks in the magazine for the first time about how she tried everything to get pregnant. She desperately wanted to have children. She went through IVF. She prayed. She drank herbal teas. She did everything in her power and it just never happened. She said that 
She regrets that she never froze her eggs. It wasn't a thing that people really talked about then, and it wasn't as commonplace as it is now. It mm-hmm. hurt her unbelievably, immeasurably, to have the end of her marriage to Brad Pitt be blamed on her selfish refusal to give him a baby. And she said that one day she's going to write a book about her journey with infertility and that now, and she's tired. She has nothing left to hide. She's done. Leave her alone. And she said something in this magazine article that, God, it just, I mean, I just sat in my kitchen with a broken heart for her because she's been tormented by the tabloid press for now for, well, for decades now, literally decades, she's been tormented. She said, the only good thing now is I no longer have to think maybe because it's over. Now it's never going to happen and I know it and I can let it go. I'm glad she came out and said that because you're right. I can remember years and years ago, you'd be checking out at a supermarket and you look over and there's a tabloid. Poor Jen cries for a baby. And you know, if if you are going, if you're trying to conceive and you're having difficulty. That is a that is a pressure packed period. I have known women who have struggled with that. Now, before we go on, let me just say there are plenty of women who choose not to have children. They just say, "I, I want my life to go in a different direction. I have other dreams." To each his own. I, that's that's beautiful too. But can you imagine where the whole world is is just focused on whether or not you're going to get pregnant by the most handsome man in the world, right? And then and then that doesn't happen. And then all of these made-up stories. Um, oh God, it's, it's tough enough for a woman who's struggling privately trying to get pregnant, let alone somebody where you're on public display, you know? You're just on public display. You're, you're every month is on public display. The paparazzi would wait outside restaurants, take a picture of her and say, bump watch, Jen is overjoyed. Can you, (sighs) we've dealt with this in my family and I'm just here to tell you, I cannot even imagine how excruciatingly painful this was for her for decades. Can we please leave this woman alone? And I know that She's had a golden life in so many ways, beautiful, talented, successful, wealthy, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't mean she's not a person with feelings who is not going through some stuff and to have it constantly thrown back at her. You want to hear something even worse? This is prior to you and I getting together where I I had the wrong co-host and um, it, it was just not working out. The program director of that radio station at the time came to me and said, Hey, you've got to, uh, you got to start doing this con. We want to do this contest on your show. It's perfect. Your show. Women seem to like you. Uh, here's, it's called the breeders cup. And I went, what is that? And they said, we're going to get two women who are, um, interested in getting pregnant, right? They've got serious partners or a husband or whatever. And it's going to be a contest between the two of them. Who gets pregnant first? And we'll check in with them every day, Monday through Friday. And I I guess they were going to win. They were going to win some sort of a prize. And I said, I'm not doing that. And of course, once again, Bob's a problem. And and the program director said, why not? It's being done all over the country. 
you know, come on, Bob. No, I said, I'm not doing that. And he said, and why is that? I said, I think I know women better than you do. And if a woman, I've known women who have struggled with pregnancy and it is not something that they want to make light of or, or you know, be in competition with. Are you kidding me? And we went around and around and I, I held my ground and I said, I ain't doing it. You got the wrong guy for that sort of thing. I mean, can you imagine how this absolutely business, tone deaf you are to come up? I know what you mean. Yeah. Actually, I can't imagine. I have... That is the yeah. easiest thing in the world for me to imagine. Right, I can even right. see the face of the guy going, <laughs> Breeders' Cup. <laughs> yeah. Me, Fortunately, can... finally, they, they wised up. Somebody's wife said, hey, knock that crap off. Let's all just leave Jennifer Aniston alone. Right. Let's be done with Bump Watch, which is such yeah. a stupid expression. Anyway. All right, we got morons in the news next. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry. I think that's all I could come up with because I'm an idiot with morons in the news. Well, it was a few years ago. I saw a news item, and I think it still holds up, that the most stolen item out of grocery stores, and really in general, if you're talking about a small item, is Tide detergent. Because people love Tide detergent. It works great, and if you steal one, evidently, you can sell it online or you can sell it at a flea market. And it's not cheap. I mean, Tide is pretty expensive, especially some of the larger, you know, containers. That takes us to our first story in Morons in the News. A murder suspect was caught after allegedly stealing a shopping cart jam-packed with laundry detergent, and it was Tide in Laverne, California. The man was seen bolting out of a Vaughn supermarket while pushing a shopping cart filled with over 20 large bottles of Tide. And the police say the store's manager saw him and chased the man into the parking lot. When he was arrested, and here's why he was arrested. Tide is what color? Bright red. <laughs> These are large, bright red things in a car, in a park, in, in a shopping cart with nothing else. It's overflowing. I don't care if you've you've got you know sister wives. You ain't doing that much laundry, right? So the manager just says, "What's going on here?" Chases the guy out there. The guy is arrested because uh, they called the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office. And guess what? He had a warrant for murder on his head for two million dollars. So a you're, two you're wanted, million dollar, and he's you're wanted for time. murder, and you're stealing laundry detergent. Yeah, you deserve to be caught. Yep. You don't deserve to be on the lam. And again, what what cardinal rule of the Bob and Sherry universe did he violate? Don't he do something not. illegal. While you're doing something illegal. Illegal, right. That's exactly right. Today's moron of the day is a gazillionaire businessman named Martin Mubarak. He's 57. He lives in Miami. And um, this earlier, earlier this summer, he threw a big old party at his giant mansion. And he had a fashion show and he hired a bunch of circus performers. And he had a 1944 Frida Kahlo drawing. Of course, Frida Kahlo, the legendary artist 
whose museum in Mexico City. Oh, Mexican. Mexican. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The Frida Kahlo Museum in Mexico City owns all of her work, including this drawing, which was made in 1944, called Massive Sinister Ghosts. Mm -hmm. Well, my man here, Mubarak, he put the drawing in a martini glass and he lit it on fire and burnt it, saying, quote, now it will live eternally in the digital realm as an NFT. He was hoping yeah, I, to sell. I got, a, I got a couple of letters for you too. Yeah, he was hoping to sell ten thousand NFTs of this now destroyed Frida Kahlo drawing. Ask me how many he sold. Four. Yeah, I, I'm surprised four. four would buy it. That NFT. He said. Thing is so weird to begin with, let alone burning it. <laughs> He said, I had to do something drastic to get attention. He said, quote, like a phoenix rising from its ashes, this collection of 10,000 NFTs represents the rebirth and immortality of a timeless piece. However, art experts and the Mexican government disagree. They've opened up a criminal (laughs) investigation. And they said, not only is burning an original a crime, a federal crime, but burning a fake is also a crime because we did not license that reproduction. And if you copied the original, said it and, and knew it was a copy, said it was the original and burned it to sell NFTs, that's fraud and we're coming for you. And it's this not an kids, NFT, that's a WTF. Good Lord. Kids, this one falls under the category of my man has more money than sense. And that right. is Morons in the News for today. Coming up, we have the People's Movie Critic, and he is reviewing Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to bobandsherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. Today is known in some parts of the world as Unfaithful Friday. Apparently, people who are interested in having an extramarital affair or a partner um, feel that today is the last chance to get a mistress or some side action before the Christmas break. And so if you are involved with someone, I don't know, somebody you met at work, somebody you met line dancing, whatever it is, this is the period, of course, in the year where people sometimes have more time off and they're with their family. And so you're not going to be able to go to the no-tell motel or to wherever it is you go and have your, uh, have your affair. And so today is the cutoff point. Uh, it is, it's called that, Unfaithful Friday in Great Britain. I remember you and I talking about this instance. I don't know that um, it, it's quite as um, out there in, the, in America, but you and I, about a year ago, were talking about the exact day that people say, you know, I can't see you until probably the second week of January or whatever. And sometimes people break up. You know, they, somebody gets mad. Oh, you're, you're going to be with, with her and not with me for Christmas. Unfaithful Friday. When when I just read this thing, you know what I thought of? 
Do you remember that? It's a wrenching scene in the movie Love Actually. Emma Thompson is Christmas shopping with her husband of many years, and she notices that he's at the jewelry counter and he is purchasing something. And she looks over and she smiles because, you know, she knows it's for her and she's so excited about it. And then the time to open up her Christmas gift comes around and it's not the necklace. The necklace was for his lover. It's a Joni Mitchell, his mistress. It's a uh, Joni Mitchell CD. After all those years, she gets a CD and the mistress gets the jewelry. Max has that scene. Tell me, if you were in my position, what would you do? Position is that. Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and come Christmas gave it to somebody else. Would you wait around to find Good out night. if it... No, 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 no. Happy Christmas. Would you wait around to find out if it's just a necklace or if it's sex and a necklace or if, worst of all, it's a necklace and love? Would you stay? Knowing life would always be a little bit worse. Or would you cut and run? God. I am so in the Yes, but you've also made a fool out of me. You've made the life I lead foolish too. Darling! Uh, what a scene. You know, that that is a beloved comedy. But boy, oh boy, when that scene played, I remember seeing it for the first time. How wrenching to watch her, you know, go through that and then to watch him realize that he was just such a rat. That um, the the great thing about Love Actually is that it is a comedy, but part of what makes it a classic are those gut punch moments that are based yeah. on something real, yeah. you know. And that was actually as there are two really serious subplots in Love Actually. There's the the relationship between Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson Emma and his Thompson, infidelity, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there is Laura Linney and her relationship with her brother who has terrible struggles with his mental health and she is all he has and her entire life is consumed by it and she misses a chance at love with the incredibly hot spanish guy in the office who ended up being on hbo's westworld (laughs) so um there for a comedy for a christmas comedy there's some Mm -hmm. serious stuff in love actually yeah it's one of my favorite movies, and I just saw it. I forget which platform, but it's out there again because it's Christmas time. So anyway, I uh, I hope you uh, gonna, everybody's going to behave themselves on Unfaithful Friday because look what can happen. It's Bob and Sherry. Ominous undercurrents in politics, the bleak state of the economy, and the Dickens-like prospect of no food on the table, it may be time to ask the really big questions. Questions like, will Milton be able to reclaim the pharmaceutical empire from his wonderful wife? Or will he continue to hide from the law? Will Rhonda Wepler ever find happiness after having her lover Miguel Rios murdered? Will Elise Geltz's lottery winnings go to her head? And will her lover Regina Miranda ever win back Elise's love? Will the adorable and clueless Travis be able to get his own coffee and 
smoke weed when he is the boss, or will he have to eat gummies instead? Restless Shores, find the escape you are looking for. Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. It's the Bob and Sherry Store Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything in stock is on sale, 10% off. 10% off! Including Sherry Lynch's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. And swag you can use, like Bob and Sherry 24-ounce latte mugs, travel mugs, H2Go water bottles, and our very hot line of Mother of All Mothers merch, including tote bags, candles, wear-around tea and sleep shirts. 10% off! It's the Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything is 10% off. Just hit Shop at BobandSherry.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Vic Pendaya. Look at you guys. I'm so excited, especially for me, because my last live stand-up show, I did stand-up at a middle school. Because that's how my career is going. So this is huge. There's adults here. The gig went well, I'll be honest, it went well, which, it went too well. Like on the one hand, I was happy as a comedian for doing my job. On the other hand, that means my material really resonates with seventh graders. And I don't know how I feel about that, you know? It did bring me back to my middle school days. I remember all the classes we had to take in school. Like we had to swim for gym class. I don't know if you guys did do this, right? And me and a bunch of brown kids didn't want to swim. So we forged a letter from a local mosque stating that we weren't allowed to swim due to religious Islamic beliefs. We even included a phone in the letter that the school could call to verify with the mosque. And we had kids cover the phone and take shifts. We were so Indian, we started a call center. Could you imagine the stress of that phone conversation? The principal's like, hey, it's Mr. Razak at Home Middle School up the street. Yeah, I'm just calling to verify. Do you guys, do you guys allow water? Um, I know during Ramadan it's like illegal or something, but you guys, you guys wear towels, right? Oh my god, that's what they're called. Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> so we got out, got out of swimming, didn't have to do it. And the craziest part about that story is I'm not even Muslim, I'm Hindu, but nobody checked. They're like, whatever. <laughs> Same thing, get him out of here. That was probably the last smart thing I did as a kid, though, because I was a very dumb kid. I was so dumb, I thought an IUD was a state school. Because I hear women talking about it, how they're saving up for it, it's going to change your life. I'm like, man, they must have a great liberal arts program out of IUD. I should look into that, you know? So I asked Jeeves about it. This is a different time. Everybody's asking Jeeves. If you don't know what Ask Jeeves is, Google it. And I was like, oh, they got the same mascot as the Texas Longhorns. It's an incredible joke, you're right, yeah, thank you. That's, uh, all the men in here look so confused. 
probably shouldn't be allowed to vote on women's health. That confusion right there, you know, that's... If you're a woman in here and get that joke, watch out, you might be pregnant, okay? Be careful. Anyone have kids in here by round of applause? Who's got kids? Who's got kids? You clapped and looked at the ground. Are you proud of them, or what's going on? <laughs> okay, how many kids you got, sir? Six. Six, okay. Anyone beat six? How many do you have? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven. And we got like 10? 20. 20? It's Utah, I don't know. I mean, that's... <laughs> Normally I'd be like, that's not true, but here I'd be like, all right, seems, seems right. You know, seems correct. Seems on track. <laughs> I've been thinking about having kids. Not that there's anyone asking or trying, but it's important to think about as you get older, okay? I don't think I'd be cut out to be a good father, but then I saw something recently in a flight that made me feel better about it. I saw a mother with two little kids. One of the kids fell right before takeoff. And rather than pick him up and buckle him in, she just kicked him on the seat in front of her like a carry-on. <laughs> and it made me realize kids are like phones. When you first get one, you take really good care of it. <laughs> Make sure it's all charged up. But after a few weeks, the novelty wears off. Start leaving it behind places. And you wish you got it in a different color. You know, more fun! Don't you wish you could trade in your kid every couple years like you trade in your phone? You bring it in, you're like, this model is running so slow. Could I please get the new one? That one's so much thinner, too. I really prefer that. If you didn't laugh at that, you got a fat kid at home. And that's okay, that's fine. Vic Pandaya, we've got the People's Movie Critic coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. You know, I've just been reflecting and I am acting recently like a, a big baby, just a big baby. And not not for the reason that you think, because I know there's like five things going through your head right now. This Sherry Lynch about why I would say I'm acting like a big baby. Well, I think... Um, it would not be reason so much as it would be areas of your life in which you would act like a big baby. And I think there would be different reasons depending on the area of your life for to explain why you're acting like a big baby. Is that not helpful? I probably should have said nothing. Go on, please. No, obviously you've reflected on my being a big baby and you have several avenues to follow up on. Please do. And then I'll tell well, you why I think I'm becoming a big baby. You're a big baby about food. Um, you need to be eating constantly and you're very specific about what you need to eat. And you're often upset because Mary is like doing keto or whatever, and there's no food in your house. 
or or you or she'll get some healthy cookie or whatever and you'll eat that and then get in trouble. So you're often a big baby about food. You're always a big baby about sleep. Um, you're a big baby about um, perceived injustices aimed at you. And you're a big baby about adult burdensome chores and obligations. Is that well, comprehensive first of all, enough? Perceived, perceived uh, <laughs> crimes against me. Uh, I, I just, it's not like I don't give it some thought. I know when there's been a perceived, when there's been an actual crime. So I'm not a big baby on that. You're a big baby about food, a big baby about sleep, and a big baby about just the reality of slogging through life as an adult person. You know, like you're always thinking that, why should I have to clean a litter box? Does George Clooney clean a litter box? Like that, like, like that train in any way connects, you know? You just have to clean a litter box because your cat doesn't know how to use a toilet. I mean, that's why you have to clean a litter box. So you are a big baby have, about that. I, I have never purchased the cat. It's my wife's cat, and I'm doing it, and it's fine. It's fine. I'm so uh, tired you of hearing about the first your one. wife's cat. I'm so it, tired of it's, hearing it's about true. how it's your it's, wife's cat. The food thing <laughs> is, is, is true. The food, the food, the food thing, thing is, is very true. true. And we hadn't been to a really nice restaurant in a while, and we decided to go out. It was like the anniversary of our first date, which, of course, I forgot. But nonetheless, then I spent the rest of the day apologizing. We went out for a nice meal. and. Uh, this, we went to this steakhouse where the steaks are really expensive. Have you ever been to a steakhouse and, you know, you haven't been in a while and it's kind of a fancy steakhouse and you look down and it says um, 97 ounce porterhouse, $140 or, you know, it's just crazy. It's insane. Well, we, yeah. we, we decided to split a steak, right? So she really wanted a steak. So we split a steak. And, of course, it has to be medium rare which I don't care for. I don't like the, the consistency in my mouth. I don't like it. It's the way but, God you know, intended us to eat steak. I'm just going to say. No, I just totally disagree. But if I got medium well or even medium, you know, it's, well, that's ruined. Well, you know, I guess it's don't, okay, but it's ruined, you know. So I have to go Don't spend that kind of money on a rare. steak. Don't spend that kind of money on a steak and then cook it to death. If you want to eat a piece of leathery garbage, just stay home. Don't don't do that. It's not leathery leathery garbage. It's a New York. I like a New York strip. Wow, like it's not wow, too wow. big, not too big, and I like a medium. Anyway, I have noticed that I always default to pasta right away, whether it's in the house. And Mary says, "What would you like me to cook? How about the bolognese? That's good." I go out to a restaurant and like it's an Italian restaurant, but all Italian restaurants have uh, carne. And what's the Italian word for fish? What's what's the Italian word? It begins with a um, huh? P, oh, is it P-E-C-E or P-I-C-E? Yeah. Something like that. It, it's P-E. Yeah, right. So they always have you can have a fish if you don't want it. If you don't want pasta, you can have a fish or you can have, you know, some sort of meat. I always go right for the pasta. And it's like I'm still a toddler. Because I just like the consistency of pasta. I like the stuff you add to pasta, the red sauce. I like the white sauce. I like cutting up the spaghetti. It's like I'm one of my grandchildren. Because they, you go over there at noon and their faces are covered with pasta, right? They just, oh, the baby loves pasta. I'm thinking of getting a sticker that says Bobby on board for my car. That's how bad it's going. Oh. Oh, I, I want the second one that comes off the press. Please. I just have to admit it. 
I just have to admit what I am. I go for the baby food every time. The sauce on pasta rather than the meat. That's actually good. For, I mean, well, mostly good yeah, for you. That you mostly good for meat. me. I know. I look at it that way. If I get a salad, it's like I'm eating the Mediterranean diet. You know? <laughs> What's Mod- so modified, funny about modified, modified Mediterranean yeah. diet. Why is it modified? That's, it's it's some pasta and some salad. How's that modified? That's it. Because it's it's the modified Mediterranean diet for that meal, and then the next day you're back in the drive-through line to get you a burger and fries. That's why he's calling it the modified Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Well, I only I only get like one or two cheeseburgers a week now. That's that's better. You know why? Because. Bobby's on board. I'm getting that sticker for my car. Bobby's on board. Can't wait to see it. Oh, you won't have to wait long. Right now, somebody who's good with a computer is already pulling it up and putting it on the back of an Avalon. Straight ahead, it is the one, the only, the people's movie critic and more. Lamar joins us next up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Oh, eat it. Just eat it. Time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Weird, the Al Yankovic story and People's Movie Critic. I watched it. I'm not going to say a word till I hear what you thought. <laughs> well, you start out watching this documentary, Okay. You're getting ready to learn the story of how Weird Al Yankovic rose to fame. And so I'm expecting something along the line of Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie about Queen, or Rocket Man about Elton John. That's what I'm thinking. And just like those based on a true story movies, I expected some exaggeration, maybe a few not quite true storylines to make the story more entertaining. You know, so I'm about 20 minutes into this movie. And then I just realized that this is not that kind of documentary. It's just not that kind. (laughs) I began to realize that I was watching Weird Al do exactly the same thing to the musician documentary that he did to the songs that he spoofed and satirized. At that point, I knew that he was a master at what he did. And he had cemented himself as one of the kings of parody because He's doing a parody of these musical videos, and it's about him. So having Daniel Radcliffe play Weird Al was not only a surprise, it turns out it was a stroke of genius because he really got into the part, and he did a great job. And let me just go ahead and say, when Daniel Radcliffe takes off his shirt, he's a beast, an absolute Um. beast. He is such a beast. I said that we're sitting there watching it. Daniel Radcliffe took off his shirt and I was like, well, hello, Harry Potter. Oh, my God. He's as ripped and chiseled as he can be. Lamar, I think think there should be a special award given to Daniel Radcliffe as someone who went all in. I mean, he committed a million percent to this. Yeah, he, he really did. And Al's parents, Mary and Nick, were played by Julianne Nicholson and, and Toby. And I began to wonder about the accuracy of the film when their treatment of Al was so over the top, such as setting him down and saying, we're forced to require you to stop being you. 
Stop doing whatever you do. We need you to forget any dreams or aspirations that you have. Just stop it. Stop it. Well, how about when his dad nearly beats the door-to-door accordion salesman to death? You know that didn't happen. Yeah. Listen, to give you some idea how much this movie differs from the real story, in the movie, his parents hate the idea of him playing the accordion. He had to hide in the closet to practice. In real life, a door-to-door salesman did actually come to the door selling musical instruments, and there was a choice between the guitar and the accordion. And his parents knew that there was a famous accordion by the last name Yankovic. No, no right, kin right. to them. But the, yeah. they decided, you know, let's go ahead and do the accordion instead of the guitar. But listen, the, the movie version is way funnier than real life. Real life, not so much. The same goes with his first song, My Bologna, which is a parody of My Sharona. In reality, right. he wrote the song in college. He played it around campus. They taped it and sent it to the Dr. Demento show. And in the movie, Dr. Demento is played by Rain Wilson, does a great job from from the office. And it became an instant hit on the show. And when the knack came to his college to play, he managed to get backstage and he introduced himself to the lead singer, Doug uh, Figer or figure, whatever his name is. Figer. Figer. And as the guy, and, and, and he said, I'm the guy that wrote my Bologna. And Figer introduced him to the president of the Capitol Records, and they signed him. But again, the movie version is so much funnier. It's hilarious. Now, the movie itself is an hour and 48 minutes long. It's rated TV 14. In the movie, it turns out that his parodies are bigger hits than the original song. In the movie, Weird Al becomes the biggest selling song artist in the history of the world. (laughs) And also, also, the movie explores his years of substance abuse when he got on the drugs and the alcohol and all that. The main fact is, in real life, Al doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink, and he's a strict vegetarian. No wonder they added all this stuff to the story. Because his <laughs> actual story, although amazing as it is, would have made a movie that lasted 18 minutes, and the audience would have been asleep through the last seven. It would have been boring as hell. <laughs> it, is, it is brilliant. It is brilliant that they made this accordion-playing guy uh, hooked, hooked on whatever the drug is or whatever the alcohol was. Because that is in every one of these bio picks about oh, rock stars yes. so yes. it had to go in and it becomes funny because it's weird al he, yes he's making fun now now the yankovic bump is actually real most artists they saw an increase in sales after weird, weird al uh parodied one of their songs it made their sales actually go up and really? madonna who has a huge part in this movie a way bigger part than she actually had in his real life Madonna suggested that he parody Like a Virgin with a song called Like a Surgeon. She And she didn't actually give him the idea. She sent the idea to him. So that was her idea because she knew that it would, would help her, her stuff. And now I got to be honest, the movie does get a little squirrely towards the end with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> and Weird Al's Kung Fu Tactics. And his, his automatic gunfire. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! But listen, listen. It's very well written. He helped write it. It's very, very funny. And so, for those of you 
that are smarter than me, maybe you'll recognize all this up front. It took me about 20 minutes to figure out this was not a regular movie, but it was great. I'm giving it four buds. Four solid four buds. buds. Four buds. Yeah. And you see it on Roku. Right now it's on Roku. And it's free. Right. It's free on Roku. Yes. Sit tight. We got more with the People's Movie Critics straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to bobandsherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. If you're just uh, joining us here today, uh, Lamar just did a uh, very nice review. Uh, thumbs up to uh, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, new movie, his his biopic, which uh, is a bit of a stretch, according to uh, to Lamar. It's a, it's great comic fun. Um, the scene where he decides to not play the guitar but to take on the accordion is that kind? Do you just kind of ache because it's like? No, man, don't do it. Play the guitar. That's the cool instrument. That's what all the girls <laughs> oh, in, like. In the movie, he never gets the choice. He doesn't get the choice? He, he doesn't get the choice. No, he, no he does not. <laughs> when no. we had him in the studio, I told him, I said, um, I don't know how many guys have has told you this, but I played the accordion. And I think I was, I was like the first guy that, that ever interviewed him that said, I played the accordion. And it was because... The family next door was Polish, and they wanted their son, you know, Polish people like those polkas, especially way back. Uh, they wanted their son to be able to play polkas on the accordion. And I went over to their house with my parents one day. My parents were invited over for cocktails. I think we only went once, but they brought their son Ronnie out, and he had a red and black accordion a <laughs> with his name on it, Ronnie. And okay. as soon as I saw that, man, I was, I got to do it, man. I, I, Dad, I, I want to learn to play like Ronnie. And I took, I took accordion lessons for about six or eight months. And um, I even sang one of the songs on the show. Do you remember the, uh, the accordion song? Um, it was a, it had something to do with the donkey. Sweetly sings the donkey. Sweetly sings the donkey at the break of day. If you do not hear him, this is what he says. He ha. 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 Well, see, I might have went that. I might have went that direction, but the S and H Green Stamps book did not have the accordion, and I'm oh. pretty sure that it would have been more than three and a half books of stamps, which is what the bongo drums was. So I went with bongo drums because it was three and a half books of stamps, and I'm thinking, how hard could it be? You got two drums, you go. I mean, come on, not that hard, not that hard. Did yeah, you, but you were see, born. Thing, you were actually born, Lamar, to be the ventriloquist owner of Will E. Talk. You weren't meant to be a bongo player. So the, I've the, told you many avenues, hold, many avenues, many yeah, avenues. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, overalls of many colors. You know. Yeah. We can, we can, so so let so let me ask you the bongo drums, right? You you got yes. the bongo yeah. drums from S and H Green Stamps. 
Um, where do where does one like play? Who does one play in front of with the bongo okay. drum? I've told you, I've told you all this story. I, I sit in my room and I, I bongo drum like crazy. So I'm in the choir at church. I mean at church, but at school I'm in the choir. I'm way in the back because I can't sing, but they you know, I'm still in the choir. Right. So one day we're going to do a song called Sing Noel, and Sing Noel has a beat in it like that. Okay, and the lady yeah. says, "Does anybody here have bongo drums?" I raised my hand. I said, yes. She says, can you bring them? I said, yes. I go home and tell my mom. I said, the bongo drums. I'm taking them to school. I'm fixing to tear them. So I go in and she takes the bongo drums and she calls this other guy, Billy, over and says, Billy, will you play the bongo drum? Oh, oh, what? And I'm like, what? That's like showing up with with the baseball and the bat and and they don't let you play on the team. Listen, listen, I just went ahead and got up and I walked over and I said, Mrs. Moon, I said, I'm not trying to be whatever. I said, but those are my bongo drums. And I think maybe could I have a chance to play my bongo drums before somebody else does? She goes, well, I guess you could. And so she gives me the bongo drums and she says, can you do this? (laughs) Yeah. I can, that's as easy as licking the stamps for the SNH green stamps. I can do that. Darn right. And so right. we went to the radio station and played it on the radio. I'm on the radio. I taped it on my recorder, the same recorder I taped my mama when she broke her toe. And <laughs> somebody, somebody taped over it. I wish I still oh, had that. I wish oh. I still had that. I would kill but, that. But you you got to back the band. You got to back yes. the singers. Yes, I was percussion. I was percussion. Yeah, yes, I was. Very nice. Good for you for sticking up for your artistry. <laughs> My God, if ever right. a man was born for show business, I'm talking to him. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. All right, bud. Thanks a lot. All right. Y'all have a great nice day. weekend. Here goes Lamar. It is Bob and Sherry. Have you ever wondered what to do if you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship or need tips on how to spice up your sex life or maybe how to not fall in the trap of being a mom martyr or perfectionist or you just want tips on how to get your picky kids to eat? Whatever the reason you were there, you are welcome. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Please join me for your weekly dose of expert level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy to digest way. Find the Parentologist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you, and thank you for listening. Oh, well, this is odd. Decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast, with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. Aren't you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey! Bob and Sherry! Facebook. 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 Follow Bob and Cherry on Facebook. Get all kinds of great stuff. One billion. That is how many active users Facebook now has. Facebook. 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 She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook, the electric friendship generator. There's this thing called Facebook. Facebook. Facebook page. We have five likes. You name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this, dot that, dot everything. It's the whole enchilada. Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter? Twitter? What are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me here. No one. Won't you follow us on Twitter? So get social with Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Sherry on Instagram. When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying? Get details at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry go. I finally caught up with the DVR of The Voice, and this just blew me away, and I know you're going to love this, Bob. So this is um, one of Gwen's contestants. His name is Kike, and listen to what he did with this song. My baby don't mess around Because she loves me so And this I know for sure but does she really wanna? But can't stand to see me walk out the door. Okay, baby. Don't try to fight this feeling. Cause the thought alone is killing me right now. Thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together. Cause we don't know how. You think you got it, oh, you think you got it, but got it just to get it till there's nothing at all. And what they say is, nothing is forever Then what makes, and what makes, and what makes, and what makes For the exception So why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh Are we so in denial if we know that we're not happy
That was a voice as smooth as honey. What a voice. Just and such an interesting arrangement. But what what he can do with it. That's a guy with so much confidence in that voice, and he should have. If that had been the finals, who knows? Maybe he'd be the yeah. winner. But dang, we're going to post that up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so that right. you can check it out. And right now, we want to remind you that our veterans have given everything. And we want to try to give back just a little bit to say thank you. We sure do. We have a fantastic trip for veterans on vacation. It is a vacation to Amelia Island, Florida for a vet and his or her family. Five consecutive nights stay at the Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. An eight-hour fishing charter courtesy of Pipe Dreams Charters. Get a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club. A luxe boho picnic for four. That's right. That's uh, courtesy of Lux Picnics. Round trip coach airline tickets, and that's for four people. And a mid-sized rental car for six consecutive days. Tell them how to win it there, Cher. It's a great gift. All you have to do is jump on our website at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, and you can also nominate a veteran that you would love to see win this trip at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Coming up, Ray Hushpuppy, the Nigerian prince, has been busted. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect. Perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I have absolutely no idea how to do anything that's craft oriented. I am not a craft person. If I were to make a craft, you would look at my craft and you would say, what the hell is that? I mean, I just I just don't know how to do it. But uh, some people were posting online. Why not give a gift this holiday, this this holiday coming up? That's a craft that you made that's totally unique. All right. So a bunch of them, you know, weren't really all that interesting, but two of them were pretty good. One of them is this person made a stained glass uh, small window that could go into a window or just lie on top of a a ledge, I guess. And the stained glass, it's about a foot and a half wide and about half a foot uh, deep. And the stained glass is of a witch's uh, feet with witches striped socks and the witches underneath a house, like the house has landed on the witch. And this person gave it to one of her girlfriends who is moving to Kansas as a gift. <laughs> Isn't that great? That. that is, you know, and she'll always have it, you know, 
love yeah, that. Yeah, if, if she stays in Kansas, it'll be from her friend, wherever they, they were living. And if she moves, she'll have that to take with her. And this one is brilliant. Now, it's as ugly as can be. You really got to love cats. So heads up, Sherry Lynch, on this one. Somebody found one or had one of those old console, t- console TVs. You know those big boys that they have like the dials on one side with a little speaker underneath it, and it's ornate colonial brown furniture, right? And it's yeah, a tube. I know what you're it's talking a tube, about. Tube TV. Nobody wants that anymore. Believe they don't even want your your nice uh, secretariat. They don't want your dining room furniture. I'm talking about younger people. What this person did was they opened up the TV and took out the big tube and they uh, they put wallpaper inside where the tube was. So it looks like a wall inside the uh, the old console TV. And they found little tiny pictures and they hung the little pictures on the wallpaper in there. And then they put in a small little mattress and gets guess where this woman's two cats hang out every day. They have inside there. I love it. And you can watch them like you're watching TV. Like you're watching TV. It's brilliant. Otherwise, you would have just thrown the thing out. Now, again, that furniture is very ugly. um, But I have to say, I'm looking at it and the cats are are looking out like they're on TV. It's the cutest thing ever. And, And probably listening to me right now, there are a bunch of people that have one of those things stuck in the corner in the garage. They haven't gotten rid of it yet. You know, you could paint it, I guess, and make it look a little cooler, right? No, I would want it to look as retro as it is. Really? I wouldn't want to change yeah. it a bit. I would want it to look like yeah. a 1950s or 60s television. Yeah, I wouldn't change yeah. it a bit. You'd really have to know who you're giving it to, though, right? I mean, well, I don't. I mean, per- that would be something someone gave to me. I don't know anybody yeah. that would want it as much as I would. <laughs> I mean, you would like that if Kevin uh, converted an old tube TV, console TV? Into a cat house? No, um, only, yeah, I mean, he could if he wanted to, he could. We don't really have yeah. a place for it in the house, but yeah, if he wanted to do that, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't have any uh, skills like that whatsoever. Mary's good at doing that stuff. She uh, didn't like the bed in the guest room, so she's uh, giving it away. And she found some wrought iron uh, online somewhere, and she's spray painting it out in the driveway uh, this afternoon. You know, she just, yeah, you're just can pull this stuff together. I'm not, I'm just not that guy. You're just not a crafty guy. No, no, that's right. I'm not a crafty guy. I'm not really a business guy. <laughs> it's never really much of an athlete. Played some golf. <laughs> you dress nice. You're a talking man. Thank you. You're a talking man. I'm a talking man and they dress nice. Is that it? That's You're not a that Natalie the, dressed is that, talking is that, man. Is that, the, is that the obituary? He was a talking man and he dressed nice? Take <laughs> a look at it go. Am I reading this right about this fellow here? <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. No, it's not. I haven't stolen money from anyone. I haven't uh, harmed anyone. You're not a, you're you know? not a murderer. You're not a monster I'm not dirty. by any means. No. I'm not a dirty and, man. No. And you've managed to turn your 
being a talkie man into a profession. Like a lot of people wish they could turn. You just you into just a tripped you just tripped over your tongue. You were about to say you just turned really a kind of a minor thing almost anyone can do into a profession. No, that was not exactly. I said exactly. It what was I meant partially. To say. You you turned being talkie into a profession. Think how many people are really good at something, but there's no way to make it their career. And you you found that. You should feel you should celebrate that. You know, I'm cutting the guy who took the old TV and turned it into a cat house when yeah, you come right yeah, down to it. I'm yeah. cutting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. You, you think that he could make a, a, a long career tearing out TV tubes and turning them into a cat playhouse? No, I don't think so. One That's and done. You should, you, should, you should flip the story so that you feel good about yeah. yourself. And instead yeah. of going, well, I don't know how to do anything. I'm not a good athlete. I don't have any skills. I'm just, you know, all I know how to do is talk. That's a negative way of looking at it. Instead, you should be saying, you know what? I don't need all these other skills. I'm talking Some, for a living. Yeah. Somehow this worked out. Yeah. Sit up really? a little bit straighter and feel really? good about yourself. Yes. You feel good? Yes. Yeah. Somehow this worked out. Listen. In life, the best you can hope for is that somehow this works out. Boy, you're right about that. Sit up a little Maybe. straighter and feel better yeah. about yourself. Yeah, it's that's Bob right. and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. When you get an email from someone claiming to have a ton of money for you. If you'll just exchange your bank account numbers so they can wire you this fortune, what country is that person usually saying that they're coming from? Nigeria? Um, Nigeria Nigeria would be my first guess, yeah. And sometimes it's a Nigerian prince, and sometimes it's the the president of a Nigerian bank, but it's Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria. Well, the FBI has busted 40-year-old Ramon Abbas, a Nigerian man who is called by the FBI the biggest money launderer of all time. Now here's the, I'm going to take you through what he did. He has spent, he's going to jail for 11 years, which doesn't seem like very long. He has stolen millions and millions of dollars by hacking into email accounts and convincing really like decent, vulnerable people to wire money. The FBI Mm -hmm. said he is one of the biggest money launderers in the entire world. He's been ordered by a judge to pay $1.7 million in restitution to a couple of victims, which, again, when you consider that he's laundered hundreds of millions of dollars, it's shocking that the sentence isn't heavier. I mean, in 2019 alone, he laundered almost $15 million that some North Korean hackers stole from a bank. This guy guy is really, really good at being really, really bad. Here's the biggest part of this that confuses me. Yeah, I'm confused by the low restitution. And I'm really confused by the low um, amount of jail time. But what really baffles me is his alias was Ray Hushpuppy. And how the no, feds didn't pop wasn't. him sooner no, as Ray Hushpuppy is it? Yeah, Ray Hushpuppy. Was Ray it because Hushpuppy. it was so ridiculous that they they just thought it was a you know a, a kid or you know just a goof doing it? He and was not a nefarious criminal. He was so brazen. If maybe you were following Ray Hushpuppy on Instagram. More than two million people were following him. Where he would 
he would post pictures of himself, private jets, um, priceless watches, really expensive, fancy cars. Like he was out there loud mm-hmm. and proud as Ray Hush Puppy. And he spelled Hush Puppy with an I instead of a Y. So for some reason, it's extra silly. And it's unbelievable to me that he was so brazen. He was stealing millions and millions of dollars. And he's over there on Instagram. Yo, check out the fit as Ray Hush Puppy. The the criminals that we produce today, hmm, they are not the criminals of yesteryear. That's for damn sure. I'll tell you, the the people that they seem to be... um conning the most easily must be people that are just not connected into what's going on in the world today. Because you just say Nigeria and most people listening right now go, oh yeah, the Nigerian prince, watch out for that. You know, it's, it's a red flag. And if, if you saw that Ray Hush puppy from Nigeria wants your money, you should know better. His um, partner in crime was a Canadian guy. So this was a multinational scam he he wasn't just the person emailing you about, you know, I'm a Nigerian prince and I need your help. Um, other people would steal money online from banks, um, a professional soccer team in the UK, uh, like un- construction companies. He was stealing big money from big businesses. Ray Hushpuppy did two things wrong. First of all, he called himself Ray Hushpuppy. And second... <laughs> He is a criminal and a money launderer leading an international gang of thieves. And and don't, Ray Hush Puppy does not have a million dollars for y'all. Please, I beg you, don't give him your bank account number. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect. Perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. I just love this post. A bunch of Midwesterners did. And it's like, okay, you don't understand us. We're going to tell you now what we're all about here in the Midwest. And let's start off with this one. When you've said, all right, or, well, seven times and they're still talking. (laughs) Have you ever been in that? Nothing to do with the Midwest. You've been in that situation and this person's going on and on and you go, yep, you're right. And they keep going and well, and they keep going and keep going. And there's just no getting out of it. Uh, the next one comes from Midwestern Joe. Sick of people thinking the Midwest is just a bunch of small towns and cornfields. When they forget, it's also a lot of road construction, inconsistent weather and deer that jump in front of your car. <laughs> 
Do you remember, I think it was last year, they named a snowplow Plowy McPlowface in in Minnesota. They had a vote all over Minnesota. What's the name of the official snowplow? Plowy McPlowface. Here is the class of 22 that they're looking at. Betty Whiteout. Um, (laughs) The big... The Big Lebowski, Plowosaurus Rex, Snoop Dogg, uh, I'm sorry, Scoop Dog. I blew that one, uh, The Blizzard of Oz, No More Mr. Ice Guy, and Edward Blizzard Hands. There they are. <laughs> we will let you know which one joins uh, Plowy in, uh, in about a week or two. Um, next one about Midwesterners. If you ask a Midwesterner, how you doing? They respond, well, I'm here. Or, <laughs> oh, it's going. Send help immediately. It's a desperate cry for help that loosely translates to, I need you to push me off the roof. Visiting my grandmother in Wisconsin, I opened up the local paper, Ranch Salad Rankings. There are 15 different ones. I didn't know there were 15 different kinds of ranch dressing. There, evidently, there are 15 different brands. And number one, Hidden Valley. Of course. Hidden Valley was number one. This guy says, I'm freezing in this light jacket, but my Midwestern ego will act tough enough in order to assert dominance over the Southerners. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Are you really a Midwesterner if you don't get overly excited when a movie scene takes place in your state, that is true. You know what? I refuse to allow Midwesterners to be disrespected like this. I don't know anybody that doesn't get excited when they're watching a movie and it's a place they I know. I agree. I agree. I'm the, I'm the same way. I totally agree with you. Uh, this person says uh, they're representing the entire state of Minnesota. You don't need a summer body if your state doesn't have a summer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This is how to learn Midwestern 101. We might be there. Not coming. I'll let you know. Not coming. Hmm. Not sure yet. Very sure about not coming. I'll see if we can make it work. It will not, and we're not coming. I'll think about it. Nothing to think about. They're not coming. And finally, in Minnesota, friends with benefits means... Your neighbors who have a snowblower. <laughs> I was just going to say that. That's got to be what it is. That is exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. We love you, Midwest. It's Bob and Sherry. Oh, well, this is odd. I'm decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcast ways to get in touch with the bob and sherry show stick your head out a window and yell hey bob and sherry hey bob and sherry get the bob and sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talk back message hey bob and sherry email us through the bob and sherry website bob and or email us hello at bob and or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or 
you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Jerry! So there I am reading an article about the secret way that men want to be touched. And I read the article and I was like, that is not the man I live with. And in fact, I don't even want to ask him these questions because if I go to him and say, Kev, I want to, I'm going to tell you about the secret way that men want to be touched. I won't get it out of my mouth and he'll go, it's not a secret. (laughs) Well, come a little closer and I'll whisper it in your ear. Like I won't even be able to have the conversation with him. So you three are men. So, and this is a good sample size, three men. We have a married man, we have a guy in a long-term relationship, and we have a guy who is neither of those things, but interested, you know, in the whole dating scene. Is that a fair way to put it, Doc? Because uh, I, you know. Not, uh, not really interested, but like uh, kind Some, of available. It doesn't make you vomit. Somewhat, yeah. somewhat open. Yeah, somewhat, somewhat open. open to it. Like, don't get nuts, ladies. Pretty Is that is that fair? So married, long-term relationship, and eh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> These are the secret ways that men want to be touched. And according to this article, women assume that all of the kind of touch that you guys want is of an intimate sexual kind of way, right? You know, Um, and according to this, here are the two kinds of touch that men want the most. And they want it way more than they want anything else. Hugs and kisses and a massage. Um, ahead of everything. Yeah, no, they men are like, don't stop thinking that that's all I want. I want hugs and kisses and a massage. Do you? I don't live with this man, so I, that's why I'm asking y'all. Um, um, I, I'll tell you what I like if a woman likes me and she touches me on the arm. That that's like I like you. I feel. I, uh, I feel attracted to you. And, Ooh, so that uh, yeah. gives so, you like a little shiver? But it's not. Do you like that? Yes, it does. Yeah, but it's not the person that you're with on a daily basis. No, because, no, let's just, say, know, let, you, let's just say that I'm I'm not involved in a relationship. And there is a oh, there, yeah. there's a oh, bit I of get a, that. And, and so I'm talking to somebody and a woman touches me on the arm. Okay. In that situation, then that's. I'm, oh, uh, yeah. That, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I mean, when I was single and like maybe, uh, you know single for a while and a woman would uh, touch me on the arm while we're talking. Here's what goes through my mind. She wants me so much. She (laughs) wants me so much. This woman, look at her. I I love how it goes. Is this what it's like to be a guy? I love how Uh it goes from we've just met and she seems to like me too. She wants me. She wants me. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I never got that all that much, but I do know that if if I was flirting with a woman uh, at a party or something like that, you know, and uh, we're laughing or whatever, and then she makes a point and and while making the point uh, touches my arm or pats my arm, um, it's a, it's a real positive sign. And I'm not the only, and this is not just me. I mean, I've read articles about this. We've talked about this before on the show. It it's also, a me- it's a message. Yeah, it also means that she is no longer in the straitjacket and is deemed safe for society. <laughs> um, Doc, let me ask you. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've got married guy and we have guy in long term relationship and guy who doesn't hate the idea but also is not actively looking for it. Is there ever a moment in your life when you think this woman wants me? 
I mean, we we know the signs, like you know uh, what Bob and Max were saying about touching the forearm, but it's like I don't think I've ever had that that feeling like oh she wants me even if she's like staring me in the face and saying i want you i'm still like are you sure you're the right group of people doc you really I, I are got, no i got i'm just why don't you get a t-shirt and, and that says are you sure and wear it to a bar i just <laughs> <laughs> just cut to the chase I mean, she's literally looking you right in the eye, going, "I want you." Mm, I just mm, this look at the so, look at them softball arms. Give me some of that. And you are thinking to yourself, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you've got to get rid of that. That's a terrible. That's a terrible way to carry <laughs> your self image around. You're a handsome guy. You're in great shape. Yes, yeah, you, you, you have a good job. Successful. I, I was going to so. say you have a good job, so let let just let that one go. Um, <laughs> is this what's holding you back, or or is it? I, I mean, I don't want to get too personal because you, you you don't throw up your life on the air like uh, I do. Um, but is this what's holding you back from uh, getting into some sort of a long term or even a short term relationship? Well, uh, it's weird because there was a the whole movement on TikTok where people were talking about if you don't receive like romantic attention growing up, then as an adult, it's weird when people start showing attention towards you because you don't really know how to react to it. I can see that as being true. Yeah, that you know that makes sense. Yeah. That makes it sense. Does. I wonder too if um, you know Doc's known us for a very very long time, and I think that we should be honest and have some self-awareness and admit that we may not make it look as good as we think we do <laughs> to be in a long-term relationship. So, so you're telling me, you are telling me that we are um, killing his romantic life just by expounding existing. on our experiences and I, existing. I, I don't know that that's the case, but I think mm. we have to stay open to the possibility that thanks to us, he will yeah. never want a spouse. He will never want a pet. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems Jerry, like I'm so it's going to take said me. This. I, I needed another thing to feel guilty about this time of the year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Get that T-shirt, Doc. I'm telling what, you. What it's Bob say? and Sherry. Hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to BobandSherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So you have a dog you love, and your spouse loves the dog too. But one of you knows that the dog loves one, or at least pays more attention to one, a little bit more, and maybe way more. Listen to what they did at Kyoto University. They uh, put 30 dogs and their owners in a room and they had two strangers in the room, each with a clear plastic box in hand. One person was able to take the lid off with great ease while the other person struggled and failed to remove the box's lid. The competent and incompetent 
the one who could get it off and the one that couldn't, never looked or interacted with the dogs. Afterward, a person walked into the room with two more boxes, one with a treat and another empty. And then each person, both the competent and incompetent individuals with opening, tried to open a box for 30 seconds while not looking at the dog or pulling any facial expressions. The dog was allowed to roam around and approach the experimenters 10 seconds into the struggle. Two cameras in the room recorded every canine movement and revealed that dog age, neuter status, or the type of container had no impact on the dog's decision-making. When the containers had food in it, male dogs had no preference, with exactly half choosing to go up to the person they knew to be competent. However, female dogs much preferred to go to the competent person almost 90% of the time. The person the animal chose to ask for help was decided by calculating where they looked the most. We found that female dogs look significantly longer than male dogs when a person who was competent at opening baited containers manipulated a container previously unknown to the dog. Moreover, the female dogs preferentially approached the competent person. In other words, their looking direction predicted their subsequent choice behavior. Male dogs showed no clear preference for either actor. So the male, you come in and the male dog sees the male and says, yeah, you know, that's fine. Or sees the female. Yeah, that's fine. But the female dog is going, this one over here, eh, he's okay, but you know, he doesn't really have his act together. Now this one over here, I'm getting a treat because that she knows how to open, or he knows how to open up that box. That's where I'm going. The female dog had more perception about who is competent in the house than the male dog. I think for me, the big takeaway, um, and it feels like every two weeks, there's another piece of news about dogs. The big takeaway is, is that we have been sharing our houses and our lives with these very um, intelligent and emotionally aware animals who see who we really are. Like when the door is closed and we drop our masks, they see us and they know us. And in a lot of cases, they love us anyway, and we just don't deserve them. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the situation is because I feed the animals for the most part, especially Finn. I mean, I cook up a little bit of chicken for him and I put it in his dog food and he gets a special treat. And later on, if he goes out, he gets another little tiny treat. I mean, he knows I'm the guy. I'm competent at doing that. And yet when when she when I come home, sometimes he stays on the on on the bed looking out. When she comes home, he goes out of his mind. So he's like he's working both sides of the fence, this guy. You know, you can have like your bro. That, you know, like he's, you guys are bros and he likes hanging out with you and he knows you're going to feed him, but that's his lady. And that's going to be a different kind of relationship. And I know that you're jealous because you, it's not, well, it's not that you want to be his lady, but <laughs> you want to be his favorite. <laughs> I've been a, you know, what's lady for a long time. I don't need another one. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. So anyway, I thought I thought that was kind of fascinating, you know, that a dog, a female dog, a female dog knows the more competent one. 
thank God there's nothing like that in this life for human beings. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. And so, Aaron, you and your wife are both veterans. Thank you for serving. Thank you. So what's your story? What do you want to share? Um, well, I served in both Iraq and Afghanistan, and I joined the military um, shortly before my grandfather passed away. Both my grandfathers were World War II vets, mm-hmm. um, and they always told me stories of uh, being in the military and how honorable it was to serve. And um, both of them were very proud and very honored. Um, and shortly after I went to basic, my uh, father's father had passed away. And then um, now my brother is actually active duty military as well. Mm-hmm. And back in 2010, I went to uh, a school for the military where I met my current wife. And then uh, things progressed and we decided to get married and we decided that Veterans Day would be the perfect day for us to get married. So um, we're actually celebrating our second year anniversary. Hey. Happy anniversary. Congratulations to you and your wife. What is her first name? Megan. She's actually on hold, too. To, she was calling, and that's the reason why I called in. Is she on the phone with us right now? She's on line six, I think. But you don't conference yeah. them oh, two yeah. together. Can we put them together? Megan? Megan? Hi. Happy hey. anniversary. Thanks. <laughs> How did he propose to you, Megan? On our one-year anniversary of being together, which was in August, he came into the bedroom with breakfast in bed for me, and he had put the wedding the, um, engagement ring on a waffle with a paper towel over it. And when he put it on my lap, I took it off, and he looked at me and said, well, do you want to? And I didn't eat, but yeah, I said, of course, and we've been together ever since. You know, our friend Lamar, that's the only thing he's never had on a waffle. <laughs> Of course, if you if you had brought that into Lamar while he was in bed and said, "Do you want it?" He'd say, "Hell, I want to eat." Yeah, <laughs> so that's gotta, exactly right. It was a dangerous move, yes. there, Aaron. Well, he's a soldier. He's used to danger, and he wanted to close the deal. He wanted to close the deal to get Megan. That's, well, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Is after he after we got married, he said, "You're." duck <laughs> so. oh that's great. that's almost as romantic as that silver-tongued devil of a proposal of his that's right you wanna you're stuck you know what we met at mp school because we were both reclassing from different um mos's uh-huh. and we just we didn't even talk the first couple weeks of mp school and then we were sitting there talking one day and he told me his birthday was january 2nd and i said well that's funny you're a month ahead of mine mine is february 2nd and then after that, we got done with MP school, and he went back to Maine, and I went back to Maryland, and it was really funny because he texted me the day he got into Maine and said, I really like you, and... <laughs> <laughs> Do you like me to check yes? <laughs> I, I, I think it's it's so charming the way Aaron is. I mean, you, you I think a gal knows where she stands with Aaron. He, it's oh, fun. Very much so. Because right. he's like a boy still. Right. I don't know. You're using some terms that I really don't understand, though, Megan. Like the uh, uh, you like working. No, the M- well, that's one. Uh, MOS. No, MLS. Reclassing to MOS. Reclassing uh, to MLS. Specialty. Uh, not MLS. That's real estate. See, MOS. See, that's, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> that one I identified with. I thought when she said we both were working that you got puzzled. What does that not acronym puzzled. mean? I start sweating. You know what's kind of cool about this proposal? Some women would call and complain that that's what the proposal is. Oh, not Megan. Not, not Megan. Megan. She's no. really good with it, right? That's right. Oh, I, I 
I thought it was awesome. You know, I didn't. He's never been the type of guy that's been overly like, like gross romantic because <laughs> you know me being in the service for at that point I was in for eight years. Mm-hmm. I just a lot of your romantic notions just kind of die when you hang around with. Well, that may be, but uh, there's not a woman on the face of the earth that doesn't love it when her man brings in breakfast in bed. Exactly. I was more excited about that, and then I saw the diamond ring in the waffle. You know what's cool about Aaron, and I know we're talking about him like he's not here. We still have him on the line. (laughs) Um, You know what's cool about Aaron is he's able to condense some of life's biggest moments down to just two words. Yeah. You want to? You're stuck. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, so who needs Twitter when you've got Aaron? He can get it down exactly. to two. And and that's kind of what marriage comes down to. It's you want to, and then yeah. you're, you're stuck. stuck. And you could be stuck with something really good, right? Yeah. But you're there. I mean, it just worked out because it's like we're both, um, we're both being veterans. Like, I knew what to expect. If he deployed, he knew what to expect. If I deployed, so it right. really worked out. And- well, listen, we're, we're, we're out of time right now, and Aaron is saying to himself, hey, I was the one making the call. I didn't even say a damn thing around here. Next time, <laughs> oh, okay. next time, Megan is not going to be getting on the other line. And, and what's Aaron's response? That's okay. That's okay. Two words. Yeah, right. Thank you both, and Happy congratulations. Day. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation thanks to our friends at visit florida just nominate your favorite veteran by going to bobandsherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story we could send that veteran and their family to amelia island florida to stay five nights at residence in by marriott amelia island located near the beach this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens which are perfect for families this also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters a round of golf at amelia island river club and and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at bobandsherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to bobandsherry.com. Sometimes I'll come across something that just pisses me off as a woman so much. Here's an example. Harper's Bazaar, back in the day. Now, of course, this was, I mean, back in like the 1870s. They had a column in every issue called the Ugly Girl Papers. And it was written by a woman named Mrs. Powers. And she was a beauty expert. And it was so popular that all of her columns got published as a book the Ugly Girl Papers. And in one of the sections of the book, this is what it says, quote, is there such a being as a hopelessly homely woman? <laughs> Can anything be done? Good Lord. And so- can, can, wait a minute. Can you imagine today <laughs> that hitting the internet? Just that question. Can you imagine what that would be, the reaction on the internet today? Oh, the ugly girl paper. So um, back then, this is during the Victorian era, the beauty ideals were for women to have really pale, flawless skin because, hang on, I'm going to cough or sneeze or something. (coughs) Um, Because it showed the world that you didn't have to do any manual labor. 
You didn't work right. out in the garden growing your own food. So there right. were two big makeup styles in the 1800s. One of them was this natural skin, you know, wholesome, beautiful, flawless, like the old English rose idea. And then the other was mm -hmm. the painted woman. And the painted woman um, made no secret of their, you know, the fact that they were wearing makeup. So the natural look, like today's no makeup makeup, required quite a bit of makeup. It, it wasn't that they just were naturally beautiful. They were actually using a lot of products, but the mm -hmm. painted, the painted um, women, it was more like, you know, like showtime. They were obviously very made mm -hmm. up. So yeah, yeah. Mrs. Powers, the author of The Ugly Girl Papers, um, advised coating your face with opium overnight, then washing <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what could go yeah. wrong? What could go right. wrong? And then washing it in the next the next morning with ammonia. I will say that if I covered my face in opium, I'd finally get some sleep. I probably would look a little better when I woke up. <laughs> then the next morning, you would wash it with ammonia. And if you were a woman that had like skimpy eyelashes or, you know, you didn't have really great eyebrows, there was no microblading back then, um, Mrs. Powers would have you smear mercury on your eyelashes and your eyebrows Everybody, let's say it together. What is mercury? A poison? Mercury is poisonous. Yeah. yeah. It is, totally. Um, now, there was also a product, and you could buy it at, in the Sears catalog, the Sears and Robot catalog. It was mm. called Dr. Rose's Arsenic Complexion Wafers. And they were little <laughs> white chalk wafers, and they were filled with arsenic. And they yeah. were advertised by Sears as absolutely harmless and it was guaranteed to give you that flawless pale skin that was so desired by the Victorians. Now, let's fast forward to today when we know that arsenic is like a, a poison that a lot of people use to kill their spouses with. Because right. if you're exposed to it over the long haul, it destroys your nervous system and your kidneys and your hair can fall out. And I mean, you, you, you literally die. But back then, you were nibbling, you were putting mercury on your eyebrows, <laughs> smothering your face in opium, nibbling on arsenic wafers. And there was another book that um, was for women in what is now the Czech Republic. They had springs there that, that had arsenic in the water. And mm -hmm. people would line up to take baths in the arsenic water because it was designed to give them this really healthy, um, pale, flawless skin. And that is a reading from... The Ugly Girl Papers, a beauty column, <laughs> Harper's Bazaar in the 1800s. Humans, we're slow to learn. Eventually we get there, you hope. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.